Hi and welcome back to the Happiness Safari podcast, your podcast for a happier and more meaningful life. I'm so happy you're back listening. From now on, I'm going to launch a new episode every Tuesday for you. Today I'm sharing an interview with my roommate from my yoga teacher training in Mexico. Kathy is a yoga teacher, pet nanny and happiest enthusiast. Growing up with a philosophy of gratitude being the attitude, it wasn't until she was an adult that she allowed herself to become truly happy. Happiness is the key on the journey of self-love, she says, and it's a choice that she makes every day. She enjoys helping others heal through yoga, fitness and caring for animals. Living in San Antonio, Texas, working as a yoga teacher and assistant manager for the union, where the importance of self-care is one of their mottos. When I met Kathy for the first time, I thought she was one of the happiest, smiley and positive people I met. She was so full of motivation and joy. But when I was getting to know her better during the three months of our teacher training, we were sharing a room, I realized that she also went through many ups and downs in her life. And she even experienced a very difficult phase during the teacher training. I think this is so inspiring about her and it just reminds me again and again that we should never judge a book by its first page and that everybody has their story. I cannot wait to share her story and journey with you because I think it's very inspiring how she transformed her life. Kathy and I speak about the journey of self-love and she also shares what she's doing first thing in the morning before she even puts her foot on the floor. From the interview, you will learn that happiness is a decision you can make every day. Why it's important to take a moment and allow yourself some space how you can deal with your triggers, how you can stand up for yourself, how you can respond instead of reacting, how you can realize and change your patterns at any point in your life. No matter where you are, what part of your journey towards happiness, just remember we are all on that journey together. I hope you enjoy the interview. Hi guys, uh, today we want to welcome uh, Kathy from the US and on the podcast. Kathy, I'm so happy to talk to you today and if you could find the time in your busy schedule. Um, and yeah, how are you today? Oh, absolutely. Oh my gosh, I'm so excited to talk to you, Nadine. Um, I'm actually doing fabulous this morning. You know, That's it's a beautiful day. Yeah, I'm in Texas. I mean, United States, and so it's just absolutely gorgeous out. So, how is it right now? Is it uh, fall? So, the leaves are falling, or how is it? In, it's in getting Texas? there. It's yeah. getting there. In Texas, there's um, the weather, it can be very sporadic. Um, so, right now, it's like it's starting to get into fall where the mornings are rather cool. Um, they're like 60 degrees Fahrenheit, and then it starts to warm up during the day, like it reaches 90 degrees Fahrenheit. And then it goes back to 70 mm -hmm. or 60 at night. So it's been, it's been really mm -hmm. lovely, actually. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm not going to complain. <laughs> yeah. <it's nice. laughs> it is nice. Oh, and it's very good. sunny. So I get yeah. the vitamin D. Yeah. I love it. Nice. Nice. Very good. I mean, first of all, I would like you to introduce yourself to the listeners sure. and uh, okay. just tell us a little bit about yourself and who you are and what you do. 
Oh, absolutely. Well, I um, am originally from San Francisco, California, and I've traveled um, extensively and lived in different places like Costa Rica and Texas. And so all of that journey took me to Kansas City and then uh, eventually had brought me to a teacher training for Bikram Yoga in 2017. Mm -hmm. And that's where I met Nadine for the listeners out there. And um, Nadine was my roommate. So during that process, um, I went through this big transformation of life and ended up doing things that I thought I would never do until I was much older. And I was able to attain them and uh, create a different life for myself. So I ended up here Mm. in San Antonio, Texas, where I had lived before. And um, that journey brought me to teach at the Union. So at the Union Fitness and Fun, which is um, the biggest yoga and fitness studio in Texas, because we have three locations in the San Antonio area, I manage all three locations. I teach um, different types of modalities of yoga, um, not just Bikram, but including um, yin yoga and reset. Mm. So those are more restorative. I also have a pet sitting and house sitting business that I call karma sitting. So I help take care of animals and someone's house while they're on vacation or they're gone, or maybe, you know, they have a busy schedule and I help um, create a safe space and a loving environment for pets. So that's basically what I do. Yeah. (laughs) I love it. I absolutely love it. Yeah, I live with gratitude uh, every day so, that I get to do these things. So, yeah, that's the, the best job, actually, a great combination uh, yoga and animals. Like, I know, right? Um, that's what I thought. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, would you say you've been on a journey and then the, mm-hmm. the yoga teacher training was um, kind of like a turning point? And oh, yeah. something which kind of started you on the journey, let's say, on the pursuit of, of happiness, so actually mm-hmm. finding yourself more. Oh, absolutely. Um, um, it really did. So where are you now mentally? How do, how do you feel now in your life? Sure. I feel um, that I'm at the happiest point that I've ever been. And I also feel more accomplished in my path up to now. And I feel like the most satisfied with myself and the most self-love that I've ever had. Um, Because throughout my life, I've, I've had happiness as a, as a theme, right. Or I, I grew up with, with believing in positivity and gratitude and that's how you lead your life. But it really wasn't until um, after 2006 um, when I lost my mom, she had a battle with cancer until I started really diving in more into myself. And really looking at that and the catalyst for me was going to Bikram yoga teacher training because I had snippets of it that came from finding my own yoga practice consistently, um, even though I grew up with it, but finding my own consistent practice because everything starts with you. I learned along the way um, and through that journey of self-love really is how I got to this point where um, I realize how much I really choose happiness and it's, it's a choice that I make consciously every day and more than just once a day, right? It's mm-hmm. something that is consistent and um, it's something that you have to stay on top of like maintenance. 
So it's not, yeah, it's a, it's a maintenance type of thing. It's not that, oh, you take a red pill or a blue pill and and whichever pill you take is going to solve, you Mm. know, all of the things that maybe that happened before or emotions that you go through. It's, it's not like that. It's, it is a journey for sure. Yeah, it's definitely a journey. Um, mm-hmm. But I think it's very interesting what you said that it's actually also a decision um, and a decision mm-hmm. you have to kind of repeat and make constantly to yeah, oh, yes. basically feel, feel happy and to do things, to be happy. What does happiness mean to you? What happiness means to me is it's a state of being that you choose to be in that leads you to the next now moment of gratitude. And Mm -hmm. it is happiness is a state that's more elevated and has positive energy around it. Mm. So that's how I I would define it. Yeah. Yeah. Very nice um, description. So oh, thank you. yeah, so <laughs> yeah. The, the elevated state of, of gratitude, basically. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's beautiful. Yeah, because okay. I see gratitude um, as being thankful for what you have. So when you, when yeah. you leave with the gratitude, it makes you happier. When you, th- when you start yeah. thinking about the things you're thankful for, and then that state elevates you to a different, um, a, like a, po- a more positive state of being. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. And, uh, but you said you have been raised like that. So you've always practiced gratitude in your life. I have. Yes, I have. Um, my grandparents helped raise me and my grandmother, um, some of the best advice she gave me, and this is from being, you know, a young child. I remember this from the age of like six, I think mm. five or six is the first time I remember this was she would tell me before you even step out of bed in the morning. So before you put your foot on the floor, um, think about what you are thankful for. Like the first thing that comes to your mind, right. Or maybe it's more than one thing. Um, and then choose how you're going to lead that day. And my Mm. grandmother would, was the type of person that would be thankful for whatever it was. And she was like, I'm going to make this day wonderful because, and then she would start her day. Mm. And that's how it was, she was a very inspiring woman and I learned a lot from her. Um, I didn't realize how much I learned more from her than I did my, my own mom. Um, Mm. but that was a huge influence. And so as I grew up, um, I, you know, I had a lot of difficulties. I had a lot of things that were extremely challenging, both physically or mentally and emotionally. And with that said, um, you know, the thing that got me through everything and anything, whether it was loss, grief, um, frustration, or to any type of depression was that type of practice of, okay, being mm-hmm. thankful and, and having a positive attitude, because that's how you're going to end up thriving versus being in a survival state mm-hmm. is to, yeah. to choose positivity or happiness because you have more opportunity, you become more creative, you allow yourself to be in a different state that's more open. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah. Well, thank you so much for sharing. Oh, um, sure. So do you, still, do you still practice this the way your grandmother taught you? So you still think about the first 
anything that comes to your mind you're grateful for before you step out of that? It's evolved, actually. So it has changed into um, different mantras that I may say in the morning um, because I studied Dr. Joe Dispenza a lot. And mm. I've gone through SRT th- uh, therapy to be a therapist. So that's self-realization therapy. So within that, there's certain things that um, you do in the morning or before you go to bed to kind of rewire your brain or help change your thought patterns. And so with that, in the morning, I start with some mantras, depending, and then mm-hmm. I lead with gratitude. So I've, I've switched it a little bit. Um, and then when I step out of bed, I usually stand in front of a mirror or I'm, I'm someplace where I can have like the self-talk on how I am sending thoughts out into my day. So I choose to lead this day with empowerment or I choose to lead this day with openness or love. And so that's what I do. So it's a process and I give myself the space and the time to do that. So I don't just jump out of bed and start brushing my teeth or or doing anything. So I've, I've taken the tools my grandmother gave me, but I've adjusted them as I've had more growth, um, or as I've needed it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, would you like to tell us a little bit more about the self-realization technique? I feel that's sure. Thank you for asking. So, um, what it is, is it's a technique that's used, um, as a journey, right? So it's a type of therapy that you realize that it's not going to be three sessions of going through a process and then you're healed. It's a process Mm -hmm. of realizing really where trauma comes from or where triggers come from in your life and how they have affected choices or feelings that you have or lack of Mm -hmm. choices or lack of empowerment or lack of love. Um, So through that process, you go through um, different things and you start building these tools that give you empowerment to help yourself realize how to get to the next better moment in your life mm-hmm. and how to create mm-hmm. po- more positive moments and moments that will help you thrive instead of survive. And so, okay. um, yeah, I found it to be um, very helpful for myself, you know, um, working through things as I've done, you know, my whole life and, and really, um, after teacher training had the opportunity and and the wantingness to do more of it. And it led me to doing that. And so um, Mm -hmm. actually one of my mentors I met at teacher training, Deborah Small led me on that path. And um, I'm so happy to share it with other people because it's something that I think you, you know, you need to realize and work on every, every day. Yeah. 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 Mm -hmm. I think that's the beauty as well. If we actually go through something ourselves and then we're developing tools or we are learning something and then at some stage we want to share with others. So Exactly, um, yeah. That's, yeah, it's beautiful that you're doing that. Um, oh, thank you. I bless you the so, benefit of it. I felt the, I felt the benefits myself. And I'm like, if anyone could feel just a, sm- a snippet of this um, and take something with them to learn more it's worth it and that's that's what inspired me to teach yoga in the first place was that type of mm. feeling so yeah yeah, yeah. 
And is there anything else you kind of consciously do to get yourself in a happy state or feel happy? Um, yes, what I down. Oh, absolutely. Because there are times where, when that happens. And of course, you know, um, what I do is when I have a, a, a better recognition of those feelings or emotions, I take a moment and I allow myself some space. And even mm -hmm. if it's like I'm in the middle of doing something or let's say I'm driving or, you know, I'm with a group of people, I will you know, take a few moments and just breathe or I'll excuse myself and go, you know, go someplace where I can take a few breaths. And when I have the space, I go back to recognizing that feeling and, you know, um, questioning it like, okay, where does this come from? Is it attached to anything? Is it, is it appropriate? And then um, I work through it or push it through or, or find a way to maybe I have to come back and work through it through the SRT or another way. Right. Mm -hmm. um, I don't ignore it, but I don't let myself sit in that state. Mm. So I find um, other ways to empower myself, whether it's um, talking to someone, right, um, to let those emotions go. Um, or maybe I, I go back to my yoga practice that day. I have certain places that are safe places for me or certain mantras um, that inspire me, or maybe, you know, a quote that will take me back to a more positive state. And then mm. that positive state allows me to move forward and work through anything that's left over, let's say from a trigger or something that I recognize. Um, mm -hmm. And that's how I do it. So it's taking time to work through that as, 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 you know, negative thoughts come up or something from the past, or, you know, I call it this debris that's left over from a trigger mm. that I had been working on or recognized. Um, yeah. I also try to ground myself, whether that's, Oh, you know, spending some time in nature. Part of that grounding is self care. So mm -hmm. I make sure when I, when I have those moments where I recognize like, well, you know what, maybe I need an afternoon to myself doing mm -hmm. something that brings me the, the, some wonderful joy. Right. Um, or maybe I need extra sleep or, you know, I try to look at things that help, um, to, to get me to the, to the best possible state emotionally mm -hmm. and physically, you know, so it's, it's, it's loving myself enough to take the time to do those things and to question those yeah. things and those moments, not just be like, Oh, I'm angry. And, or I'm upset or hurt and living in that emotion and fear and then taking out, out on somebody else or, mm. or, or, or staying with it and feeling sorry for myself and living in a victim state. It's, um, it's not staying there. It's and moving taking forward. a moment um, to yourself. But then you also said that you would, yeah, you would take a moment to breathe. And if you're with people, mm -hmm. you would um, try to like go outside to have that time. But then what if somebody I mean is like you're in a relationship uh, with someone or even with friends mm -hmm. but you're interacting with another person and um, that person triggers you in that moment how would you um, do that would you still manage to get yourself out of the situation or the that's conflict? a great question um, because when that comes up the first thing that happens is um, you have this thing part of yourself and your brain that's called your human animal 
that takes you to a more mm-hmm. survival state and triggers your brain either to a past time that says, you know what, I was hurt from that type of reaction or discussion or whatever it is that I'm having with that person. And it, let's say it's an argument. Um, the first thing that your human animal wants to lead with is something of hurt or judgment that you can take back to that person. Mm-hmm. So through s- certain self-work, you stop that and, and try to lead more with compassion and love and openness. And part of that is maybe, you know, not responding and just being like, okay, I, I understand that, you know, that's upsetting to you or there's a different, you know, viewpoint. Um, and sometimes it's tabling that conversation. So it's like, you know what, let's, let's visit this at another time when when we can talk more openly with each other, because Mm -hmm. right now it's, this conversation is not healthy or it's not working. So it's also feeling, feeling empowered enough to say that. And, and that's also standing up to yourself and keeping with your sovereignty and be like, you know what, let's stop this conversation because it's not really healthy. It's not going anywhere. And, you know, sometimes that's received well, and sometimes it's not, but it's not my business to, to judge that on the other person in the conversation. So whenever it's like that confrontation, um, I usually, you know, take a step back, you know, in my mind and with myself, instead of just trying to, re- to react, because there's a difference between reacting and responding. If you're reacting, you're doing it from an ego state and an emotional state. And a state of survival mm. mode or, or human animal where you're just ooh, 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 reacting and shooting these things back to them when you're not even thinking about what you're saying mm. versus slowing down and responding to what they're saying. And maybe it is a response. Maybe it is something that I need to respond to, but I will take a few moments and maybe it sounds like I'm slowing down when I do it or I may be quiet for a moment. It's because I'm taking that recall in my mind to lead with more compassion and respond Mm. because sometimes, you know, it it could be a heated discussion where that's not the best time and place to have it. Or maybe it's changing the environment and saying, you know what, let's sit down, let's go over here and let's, let's really talk about this. Like what's really going on. Let's have Mm. a really good discussion and create more partnership and trust between each other and figure this out. You know, so that's how I, you know, learned to try to lead because, you know, in the past I would, you know, I was more um, reactive versus responsive, reactive, you know, and that came from being in a survival mode in my life in certain periods of my life, whether it was divorce or loss that created a, a mode of survival. And so, you know, it takes a lot of practice and time to change that and recognize mm-hmm. when it's happening or recognize what a trigger is to begin with, right? Yeah, or when somebody exactly. becomes triggered and you, you learn over time that usually when, that, when there's an argument, whether it's coming from you or someone else, it's probably something else that's going on with me or the other person that has nothing to do with me or them, right? Yeah. Yeah, but it's, it, you know, or if it is like, let's get to the heart of it and really talk about it. So it's being open mm-hmm. to discussion and not having fear of the outcome or any yeah. expectation of the outcome of that, of that conversation. Yeah. But I love yeah. that not reacting, but responding. I think yeah, that's super powerful. 
actually as a tool and I think it starts mm -hmm. with awareness as you say so obviously like knowing you know what are triggers like and how are you being triggered yeah what are the triggers that trigger you and realize that that's actually um yeah exactly not about the other person um but no. kind of about yourself you know mm -hmm. yeah it's, it's taking ownership of that because it can be hard to say you know what i'm owning that i'm angry because this happened and this happened this feeling came from this when i was 11 years old and has nothing to do with the person in front of me but i'm taking yeah. it out on them or i'm assuming mm. that it's all about me it's not mm. you know so how can i you know, work through that on myself and do some self-work so I can make that trigger happen less and less or just own it and say, you know what, that's just a trigger. I'm going to let it go. But I need yeah. to be in this now moment and being present with that person and saying, okay, why are we having this, this argument or why are we having this discussion that's not going well? Let's, let's figure out how we can get past that in a way that we can communicate better. Or, 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 or maybe we disagree and we agree to disagree and that's okay. That's all right too. Mm. You don't have to agree with everyone and with everything and be okay with that. Yeah. You know, you have to be okay. And it's also about, it really goes down to self-love and being okay with yourself and loving yourself enough to be like, you know what? It's fine. Mm. And moving forward, you know, with compassion and love. Yeah, but it starts with you at the very core of all of that. Everything starts with yourself. You gave us a lot of great insights there. So, um, oh, thanks. Thank I will you. definitely <laughs> also put the <laughs> RST in the in the show notes if people want to look that up and like work mm -hmm. on that. Or, um, yeah, I think uh, that's also something. Yeah, you had to kind of coach yourself and you know to work with other yes. people, find somebody who can help you to. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, absolutely. And you can put, yeah, and you can, you're, you can uh, put my information in there um, because I can connect them with, you know, the tools that they need, or, you know, I have different workbooks that I can recommend or yeah. different readings, or, you know, I'm happy to have a, a session with them and talk about these things because the will, just the willingness of wanting to do it is huge. That's a huge step yeah. of, yeah, of wanting true. to try it. Yeah, absolutely. Amazing. Uh, okay, so my last and final question already is actually, yes. um, what was the happiest moment in your life? Wow, that is a good one. Because um, uh -huh. there's been so many fabulous ones, you know, uh, throughout my life, I would have to say, on the re on the recent side, one of the happiest moments that I've had truly is in the house that I'm living in now that I'm renting, um, that I absolutely love. I was sitting here and I was doing some self work. I was going through, um, some work with Joe Dispenza and another, um, video that I had. And this was after I became an SRT therapist. And I really dove into the workbook and the self work for myself, because before I can, you know, be there for someone, I need to go through the work that I'm doing. Mm, and yeah. through that, I had this big breakthrough and realization from a past trigger that I had 
And when I did that, I felt so much joy from how much more I loved myself and how much more open I felt and how I felt that release from the past give Mm. me this different viewpoint for the future made me so happy. I was so happy that I was able to like even come to that connection. And I was so excited that I called my best friend, Monica, who lives in Austin. And we were talking over the phone and I was like ecstatic Mm, with the fact that I was able to do this for myself. And so I shared that with her. And so it was something that I did on my own. And I was like, whoa, you know, but I did on my own in the sense that I recognized it, but I had a lot of help. You know, I had the help of Deb Small and I had the help of other people in my life that, um, including yourself and being your roommate and, you know, being inspired by you in so many ways. So, you know, all of these people that I choose to have in my life actually helped me get to that realization Hmm. because I wouldn't be here in this house at this time without, you know, someone like you and all these people that I choose to have in my life um, Hmm. get to that point. And so, oh, that was, and that was um, two months ago, no, three, I'm wow. sorry, three months ago. And it was just, it felt incredible. So that was like wow. one of the happiest moments up to this point. Cause I've had a, many of them, right. Whether yeah. it's been a student saying something to me after class, being excited about a aha moment they had, or maybe it's the joy of being with, you know, my friends or other teachers in a meeting, or maybe it was us getting together today, that made me happy too. So I have all of Mm. these different things that have made me happy, but that was like just ecstatic. Yeah. Yeah. You know, yeah. I love that one actually, because it's not, you know, um, what people sometimes kind of expect. And I feel like we can have these moments just with ourselves, Mm -hmm. just in stillness and actually, you know, yeah, when you find something, when you learn something about yourself and or when you actually yeah. change something um, and, you know, that's changing your life <laughs> for the better, mm-hmm. basically. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, that's amazing. Oh, that's like, Yeah, it was huge. Uh, I was just like, yeah. wow, you know, like I jumped up and down. I was just I literally jumped up and down <laughs> in my living um, room because I was just so excited that I had had that big realization that just never hit me before. Never. Mm. And I'm like, I can't, you know, and it was like, I can't believe it, but no, I was like, I just accepted that it just took me this time in my life and to have so much support and self love that I was able to see it and Would own like it. Share and recognize it, it. Absolutely. It, what it was is when um, I had gone back to when I was 11 years old and I had this um, awareness. I felt like when I was 11, I had this awareness button that kind of turned on. Right. Mm. And during that time, my biological father who was, has always been in and out of my life up to a certain point. Um, I realized that learning from my mom, she would put a certain attachment of value on how, I was supposed to feel when he called or when he gave any attention to us, whether it was me and my mom and my youngest brother at the time. And Mm -hmm. so I didn't realize that from that, you know, seeing that and learning it and then absorbing it myself. And it was something that became a habit and a trigger and a bad one that I would attach happiness and worth to 
a romantic relationship because that was my mom's romantic relationship. So I was like, you know what, whenever I had relationships that were romantic, that I only found value by how the other person saw me, or I had to walk on eggshells to find happiness with that person even if they were toxic and bad. And, you know, um, because my biological father, unfortunately was a toxic person, a negative person um, and was someone that created, you know, um, if you allowed him to would create unhappiness for you, if you allowed to be in that state. And so my mom had pushed through a lot of things for other, you know, whatever her reason was, you know, not my judgment to, to say what, you know, cause I don't know too, and not my business, but that, I learned a very bad habit that finding value in what other people think so much that that was the only way I was going to be happy, especially in a romantic relationship. And so once I made that connection that um, a lot of bad habits came from that value system, because that was like the core value system, but it grew into other things. I was like, wow, I, you know, I had spent time um, you know, and, and that's why I had reacted in certain ways or felt certain ways or was in a survival mode. And it came from that moment where it was the first time I recognized learning it. And so I had to unlearn mm. it. And I found that I finally figured out how to do it and that I needed to unlearn it. And I was like, that's amazing. I'm so thankful um, that I had the tools and the awareness to even get there. And that was something for when I was like 11 years old, you know, and it took, you know, the ownership of, Hey, you know, I had attached to that and it took the ownership Mm. of, I loved my mother very much, but she was a human. Right. And she had things that she went through that I didn't understand. And that was okay. But I did not have to continue that um, pattern or create my own pattern with it. Yeah. Cause I had to take ownership that I created my own pattern from that. It wasn't because of her or my biological father, but I chose as an adult, I chose to start creating that pattern. Oh no. But now when it comes up, I'm like, Oh, Oh, okay. Cause you know, I, now I recognize what that feeling was. All our kind of patterns and belief systems. And like, as you say, core values, I mean, they come mm-hmm. from our childhood in a way and it's not really, I mean, you know, that we choose then. And then I think there is mm-hmm. a time when we are young that we don't realize really what is going on and why things are going on. And yeah, to identify that then actually and, you know, getting to the cause of like, you know, the triggers or your behavior or yeah, your patterns or why you're choosing, mm-hmm. you know, the partners you're choosing and these kind of things. Like, I think that's uh, the kind of life journey we are on to to find out really. That, oh, absolutely. Yeah, well, yeah, that's super cool. I'm very happy for you. <laughs> oh, thank you. That's thank you. I was fun. so happy for myself. It, it was huge. <laughs> and um, it, it had, it was almost like I think of it as um, an octopus with many, you know, limbs, right? Where yeah. um, any tentacle, like that had created tentacles that had hit certain parts of my life and triggers and, and yeah, and things that I was doing. So it was more than just one thing. And um, it felt very freeing to recognize it mm. and to own it yeah. and to wow. realize, hey, that's okay. That's something I got to work on often. And I got to remind myself to work on it. Yeah. Would you like to uh, recommend listeners a book? Was there a book you read with 
you would say changed your life in a way? I have quite a few and I, I'm an avid reader, so I read constantly. I'd have to mm-hmm. say um, the two that come to mind, one is A Course of Miracles, mm-hmm. which is a book that is um, very philosophical and spiritual. And it's one that has a workbook attached to it. They can find it on Amazon, but it's the original blue, has a blue cover, and it's the original Course of Miracles workbook. The other one is The Universe Has Your Back. And um, a lot of books that I read actually refer to The Course of Miracles. The Universe Has Your Back is written by Gabrielle uh, Bernstein, and she writes many books. um, And that one is a short read. um, And... It's almost like if you read that before Course of Miracles, because the Course of Miracles can be very dense and it's a very heavy read, but it's worth it. It's worth the Mm. time. Um, So partnering that with it is huge. And really any writings from Yoga Ganda, Mm. anything from him, whether it's the autobiography about him, he wrote many short books um, about happiness. he has one called how to be happy all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, he's had wonderful books on just karma or life, or he has one called the law of success, which you would think has to do with, with money. Not really. It's more about mm-hmm. the success of being happy in life and gratitude. Mm-hmm. So anything from him really, um, but it's hard to, to kind of narrow down to one book, but I would say, yeah. um, yeah, the, the top one would be A Course of Miracles because everything that Yoga Gans about or Gabrielle has talked about in The Universe Has Your Back, the core values go through A Course of Miracles. And A, a Course of Miracles is meant to be read um, throughout your whole year or whole life, really. Wow. Okay. So it's a big, it's a big one. Yeah. Nice. Thank you very much. I will put oh, you're welcome in the show notes. And yeah, thank you so much for your time and for sharing. Um, yeah, also your story and your journey. Oh, thank and, you. Uh, well, thank yeah. you for having me. Yeah, I enjoyed um, this time. Yeah, so nice to have you. Oh, thank you, Nadine. Mm-hmm. I hope you got some inspiring and empowering thoughts out of this interview. If you enjoyed the episode, please look up Kathy and leave her some love on her Instagram. For more inspiration, you can visit my Instagram at Nadine Anna Yoga. And if you want to connect more with yourself and with other beautiful people, join our yoga and coaching retreat in Diani Beach, Kenya. More information you will find on my website, happinesssafari.com. I will put all the links to look up Kathy and everything else in the show notes i wish you a fantastic day never stop shining your light into the world be happy be bright be you love and namaste